hey, you're listening to Chew on That. And here's what we're chewing on today. God wants the same thing for you and for me. He, he's a father and serving in ministry, which we're all called to do, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, is, is a lot like going to work with your dad. It, it gives us a chance to get to know him better. It gives us a chance to take on his personality traits and pick up on some of his gifts. I think it's one of the reasons why Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. And, and we need to be as well. We need to be about our father's business too. And that's what I want to talk about today in a message that we're calling, I Am Gifted. Hey, hi, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon series from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. Hey, this week we're discussing week number 10 from the sermon series, The Book of Ephesians. Uh, again, my name is Keith, and today my guest joining me is Mr. Nick Verheg, my buddy Nick. Uh, Nick Verheg, he's, uh, he's in the printing industry uh, by trade. And um, he is on our. Uh, he leads our, our maintenance team here at Life Church. Uh, Nick, I've known Nick for a lot of years. Nick is the type of guy that you. I, how do you say this? That you don't really like. He's a, he's in the shadows kind of guy. Like, and he's shaking his yeah, head right absolutely. now as I just say that. Like Nick, everyone in this, everyone listening to this knows Nick probably just a handful have spoken to Nick. Like when you see Nick in a lineup, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that guy. I see that guy around all the time. I see that guy like every Sunday. My guest now is the man that we all see every Sunday, but has a voice and we're going to hear it today. Nick, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well on yourself. Doing good, doing good. Uh, tell me about yourself, man. Tell, tell the list, not, not mean so much. I, mm -hmm. I know you're pretty decent. Um, tell our listeners about, uh, about yourself, bro. So me, um, as Keith said, I am in the printing industry. Um, been working for the same company for the last 14 years. Um, I mean, that's nothing too exciting. And then also I um, help out at the church on the maintenance side, facility side. So. And how long have you been uh, been at Life Church? Ooh, that's, I'd say about seven years. Seven years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's about accurate. I mean, yeah. I'm, we, me and you were showed up right about the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah and, Second and, building. It's easily second building. I think it was like the first month of the second building was going on. Me and my wife showed up. Uh, but yeah, about the same time. Yep. Um, uh, you, you're married? Yep. I am married to Tara Verhag, also known as Pastor Tara. Pastor Tara. There you go. I was, I was looking. I was like, yep. it, does, does he lead with credentials or does he lead with this is my wife who's also a pastor? <laughs> no, she's my wife and recently just became a pastor. So. Nice, nice. And, and she uh, pastors... Uh, the Unchurch. She yep. she's an associate pastor at the Unchurch. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, and and uh, Tara has been uh, on Cheery Conversations several times with uh, with with Sunny and Casey. Um, she's she's also a, a a person that could easily be like, oh, I've never spoken to her, but I've seen her like every Sunday for the entire time I've been at Life Church. So the Verhags are they're 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 great they're great people, and I'm really really excited to uh to to hear your take on on this past week's sermon. So uh, without, without further ado, let's get going. So Paul, the author of this letter to the Ephesians, which we've been in for like uh, two months, incidentally, says, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling because you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be, be patient with each other. Make allowances for each other's faults because... 
of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit and bind yourselves together with peace for there is one body and one spirit just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism and one God and Father of all who's over all, in all and living through all. However, he's given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. Mm, he's given each of us, you and me, a special gift through the generosity of Jesus. Okay, well, so the first clip here, um, as a person that had, has, been, has sat through the sermon a couple times, um, knows, knows kind of how it's set up and then how it ends, uh, this, this idea of God giving us a gift um, because I know how the sermon ends. I know exactly what he's, where he's going with this, but, um, it, as a listener, <clears throat> maybe you heard the sermon once or, 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 you know, maybe not even at all. Um, when we think of the gifts that God gave us, uh, what's the first thing that comes to your mind as a listener? So is it, is it health? Is it your home? Is it your spouse, your children, your occupation? Is it more internal things like peace, joy, prosperity? Like when you say, what are the gifts uh, that, that God gave you? I think most people will default to actual physical things. You know, like, well, God, I, I woke up today. So physically, the gift of life, um, my home, uh, finances. Uh, but that's not, that's not really where, where pastor's going with the idea of gifts on this. Nick, when you, when you heard the sermon for the first time yesterday, uh, what, what, what sparked out to you in the beginning of this? The beginning of it, the gifts, I did think you're... You're more, more of your possessions, if you will. So, you know, thanking God for my wife, my kids, um, the house he's blessed us with. Um, but then that switched gears the farther on we got into the sermon. Um, and it became more of a, what gifts did he kind of plant in me? Um, and the one that really speaks to me would be he, he just opened up my ears. Um, he just showed me how to listen to people. Wow. Um, I mean, one of my talents would be I'm a problem solver, right? So I was always quick to fix things, not really listen. Um, and your introduction hit it spot on, you know. Not a lot, not a lot of people may have talked to me. I mean, it doesn't mean I don't like you. I like everybody, right? It's just, <laughs> I'm a man of few words, you know. You um, are. I, That's accurate. Yeah. I, so we'll see how this podcast goes. Sorry <laughs> if it's a short one, but, um, you know, it's just, I'm short and sweet. I, I kind of get to the point. Don't beat around the bush. So one thing God really planted to me is just opening my ears, showing me how to listen to people, be that anvil, if you will giving them a, 
a shoulder to or ears to just vent, you know. Yeah, that's that's and that's huge. So I mean, if you go to the doctor with an ailment, um, they don't just start treating you. They first ask you, well, what what's going on? What are your symptoms? Mm-hmm. So like to be a per, a healer, you have to first listen to get the information, to diagnose, to treat, and and that's that's. That's something like I, I don't know if many people would say that as a gift. Like God gave me the gift of listening. Like when you said that, I'm like, jeez, I wouldn't I, that my myself. I would not have considered that a, a a gift. And that's that's I think the thing that excites me about this particular sermon in this episode is that you know as a listener and and maybe hearing what other people uh, consider gifts that I take for granted, you know, that, wow, that's, that's so huge because there are so many, there are, I mean, our society is full of people that, that just talk, you know, that just, because I got a voice, I'm going to be loud about it. And, and a lot, I think a lot of our, of our problems as a, as, as a nation and as a society could absolutely be solved if we all just sat down and, and, and each other said, well, I just want to hear what's, I want to hear what's, what's the problem. I want to hear what's wrong with your life. What's, I want to hear what's good about your life. I just want to listen. I had a, I had a person tell me uh, years and years ago when I started my journey uh, that he said, I ain't never learned nothing by talking. You know, <laughs> I ain't never learned nothing but talking. And then he put his finger up He goes, but the most important things I'm going to probably need to hear today will likely come out of my own mouth and how that resonates with me. Like I never learned nothing by talking. So I'm, I'm, I'm too, I'm very, I'm, I'm not quick to talk. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a person observer before, before anything. And then when you get in this, this, this attitude of, well, I can, I can start helping some people, right? I can start, I can, I know a little bit about this subject. I can chime in here and there. It's surprising and how often when I do, disciple people, when I do counsel people that I walk away and I'm like, all of those things, I definitely, that I said, you know, this is what, this is what I would recommend, or this is what I did to get out of it. Those are all things I need to hear for myself today, you know? And that's, 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 that's truly awesome. That's remarkable. Uh, you know, the, the older I get, the more convinced I am that one of the easiest tests for Christian maturity is determining whether you are a giver or you are a taker. If you're a reflection of Jesus, you're a giver. You have to be because God is a giver. God loves to give. And what's interesting is we don't have to beg him to do it. It's interesting how many of us beg God. You ever pray for something and you beg God for you, you weep and wail and, and, and lament. And like, you just, Oh God, you you don't, you don't got to beg God for stuff. God is a giver. He loves to give to you. So that cuts off pretty quick because he, 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 he takes a hard right and does a, does a, uh, but the sentence ends with God, God loves to give. Um, so, I mean, the first, the first talking point was 
God gives you these gifts, right? And then we're reminded in this next part of the sermon that he gives freely. He doesn't really ask for much in return, right? And in as you look at the perspective from God, like God's a giver, he's a lover, he's a, he's a teacher, like he is a father, like he 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 is he's he's quick to he's quick to in my personal life he's quick to say, all right, stop, we gotta have a talk here, you know Absolutely. he's he's a he's a teacher, he's a father first and foremost, and sometimes sometimes I get the whip, you know <laughs> sometimes sometimes I get the yonky sit down, just be quiet, dude, just. Or we're going to have a chat about this, um, but he's he's a giver. And then Pastor brings up, are are you a giver or a taker? You know, are you with with the gifts you have? What are you going to do with them? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I would say this whole Jesus journey is. I would still say I'm very new to it. I mean, I've been doing it for a few minutes here. I mean, been attending church on a regular basis for, you know, six years now, six, seven years. But in the grand scheme of things, that's very small. It's not a long time. So, I mean, I got a long ways to go. Um, So it's interesting. You said you're either a giver or a taker. When I first started coming to church, I mean, I had it all backwards. It was, I was a taker, you know. What is the church going to do for me? It wasn't, it was me. It wasn't God. It was me. Um, and it took me a good minute to realize that, whoa, let's backpedal here. I got this all mixed up. And there's a transition, which happened through tragedy, that I transitioned from a taker to a giver. Um, and boy, let me tell you, just, being on the other side of that fence is, it's pretty amazing, you know. Um, just giving those gifts that he plants in us, you know, it's, there's not much of a better feeling than than that. Yeah, I and there's, there's two things I want to unpack about what you just said. Because oh, first and foremost, listeners, I know like we bring guests in and, and I, I hope that most people... Uh, listening, know the people, because then, then it doesn't seem like, uh, you know, there seems validity on it then like, no, no, I, I, I know, I know, I know this guy. Like, that's true. That's accurate. What he's saying. So, but if you don't know our guests, first and foremost, I say like on Sunday, try and meet our guests. You know, there's very few guests that we bring in on these shows that, that don't, that aren't here every week. You know, if you're not a person that, that, uh, that comes online, or comes in person and watches online. That's cool too. That's cool too. Um, but if you if you do show up here, meet these people. Um, so for, first and foremost, for a listener, I can attest to everything he says is completely accurate with uh, with the, with the Nick I know. Um, the first thing I want to I want to talk about if you if you want to talk about it, um, because it, if you say that sentence, it, it there's not a lot of it could easily be uh, light, and the weight that's involved in the sentence you said was massive. When you showed up here, you were a taker, and then through tragedy, you became a giver. Now, if I said that sentence really quick, I'd be like, you know, I, when I showed up here, I was a taker, but 
there was something that happened in my life and then I became a, I became a giver. Mm-hmm. Th- that's, it could be strong, but I think if you actually said what happened, I think that sentence would hold, could be, could, could hold, like, I think a listener could say, gosh, <laughs> that, ha- yeah. so homeboy was it. And then, uh, so I, I'm hey, if you want to delve into it, I think that that's a, a fantastic thing to delve into. I mean, I, I have no problem with it. I mean, we're all here to be transparent, right? And Correct. Nobody's perfect. Um, Correct. So yeah, I that tragedy. Um, I was 2016, 2017. Um, got baptized January 21st, 2017. Here I'm thinking, you know, I gave my life to the Lord. Everything's going to be all sunshine and rainbows, right? We I fasted for another child. And we're blessed with that. I have an amazing daughter. Um, <laughs> she's one of a kind. I mean, she's our Scarlet. Um, perfect in so many ways. Um, so we find that news out shortly after I was baptized. You know, awesome. You know, this this my prayers are answered. Um, shortly after that, we found out my wife was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. So... There's your tragedy. Um, Here's the amazing thing. My wife and daughter both endured chemo. My daughter was in my wife's womb. So my, my wife started chemo when my daughter was 15 weeks old in the womb. And the craziest thing... Our creator designed the placenta to block all chemo medicine. How crazy, right? Like you, what do you, how do you explain that? You can't, you know, my, my simple little mind can't. Um, and, you know, I'll speed it up so it's not 45 minutes of talking about this. And by means, I, it's we're actually not a pity story. We're actually cruising really fast, so you can take the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my wife does the first treat round of chemo, the first treatment series. Um, last round of chemo, awesome. Seven days later, my daughter's born. Look at God. Like healthy baby girl, perfect. Um, and you know, we're thinking, okay, now now we can start rebuilding, right? And we did that for a little bit, but then we heard the word remission and we're like, oh nice, you know, we're 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 in the clear. Well, that didn't last very long. Um a scan showed a few more um abnormalities in the lymph nodes. <clears throat> so here we are again, right? Now, father of two, wife having to, I can't even imagine the emotions. You know, like, never been in that. So just that again. Um, so yeah, here we go again, right? 
And um, now everything's escalating. Now we're talking to doctors in Freighter in Milwaukee, not just local now, it's escalating. So she ended up having to get a stem cell transplant. Um, Stay at Freighter for, I think it was about a month um, for the whole process because they have to basically destroy her immune system and then transplant her own stem cells back into her body and they'll naturally rebuild her immune system. Um, so, I mean, those were challenges on its own. I mean, how do you explain to, to young children that mom's in the hospital for a month? I mean, a lot of adults can't even grasp that concept, let alone two children. Yeah. Yeah. So through this tragedy, like so many people are just preying on us, helping us, like, even the smallest things like, hey, how are you today? Well, may not be doing great, but, you know, just people showing that they love you and care about you and just being so generous, being that giver. It it just, I think it planted that seed for me and it just blossomed. So now, I mean, at the end of it, my wife is doing great. You would never know. I mean, she she's living her best life now, and it's so exciting to see. You know, she was through hell and back, and she is just not taking anything for granted. You know, pursuing her dreams, her passions. And so, it, so when the when she was in the hospital for a month, when when did that happen? That was March of. 2019, I want to say. And so, don't quote me on that year. But right. it was it was March. <laughs> don't quote me of that know. year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was you know. Don't quote me of that whole year. Yeah, I could it, I could be off by a few. <laughs> here, this was a marathon, so yeah, time was irrelevant. And so today, how's everything today? Amazing. Right. We our faith has it exploded. Yeah, you know. It, I was never once angry at God for this. And, I, and rightfully so, most, most would. Mm-hmm. And can you blame them? Not at all. It's, it's so easy to because. But you, you chose know, not. You chose how, not to. How could you? You always hear that, right? How could you do this? Yeah. But how I look at it is, is God really the person doing all these negative things in the world, or is he the one that's bringing light to all this dark crap? You know, he's giving us the tools to get through these tragedies. You know, I don't think we should give God the credit for um, child hunger. That's not his work. That's the work of the devil. But he is planting people on this earth to fight that. You know, and same thing with what we're dealing with. It wasn't his doing. But what he did is he stepped up and said, I'm right here with you. I'm going to walk through this journey with you. Here's my hand. Hold yeah. on tight. I, I as, a, as, a, as a friend of yours that knows your story, um, you, you, you think, well... It, well, why does things happen in this world? And why do they happen to 
good people. And, and Nick and his family are, they're, they're good people. But you, you know, you, 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 as you say, like, yeah, that's some, that's some tragedy, man. That's, that's some up and down. That's some scared stuff that happened there. But who, who else would they, would, would God put this on than two people that wouldn't be shaken? Mm-hmm. The two people that could see the end of a tunnel got there with God and then pointed it all back to God, you know? You could hear that story and say, gosh, poor Nick. Nah, but I would, I, I would say look at that story and be like, God, God had so much trust in the Verhags. So I say poor us, you know? The, Nick, Nick and Tara and their family rode that, that terrible, terrible path, tra- like truly beautifully. Thank you. And and God knew they would. And so he put that on them. And no, it's probably, it, yeah, it, it sucked. It sucked. I don't recommend it by, by any means. <laughs> but, mo- but most times when God wants to do big works, it's going to involve some, some bad times. Mm-hmm. But he always, in the, in the book, he always, he always does great works with people that can see it to completion. And so you, you you hear the bad works and you're like, oh gosh, poor them. But I, I think of it like us, like poor us. Like look at how much God trusts and loved these, this family. Gosh. You know, would, would, would I take a bullet like that for God's will? You know, that's an internal question that you want to say yeah to. Could I take that bullet so God can be magnified? So he could be glorified. You know, you didn't have a choice. No, not at all. But God. And that, that to me is like, look at that in his life. Look at, look at God. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like it's so triumphant, so beautiful. And it's a story that, that I, 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 every time I hear it, I get chills and just, to look at my friend and be like, God loves you, man. Holy smokes, he loves you. He trusts you with so much. Good, good, um, uh, truly amazing. Every person on the earth has been given certain talents, things we innately have from birth, singing or art, rhythm or the gift of gab, those things are talents. Every person on earth has been given talents, things we innately have from birth. But there are also gifts, and gifts are supernatural abilities that you won't have until you're in Christ. Gifts are abilities you won't have until your new birth. A talent is something you can do before you're a Jesus person, but a supernatural gift, that's something that accompanies the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Why does God give gifts? He tells us in verse 12, and and this is one of the most important scriptures in the entire New Testament. He gives gifts to equip the saints, that's you, for the work of the ministry, that's going to work with your dad, for, for building up the body of Christ. Callings, gifts, and talents. 
is where the, the sermon takes its ultimate uh, final turn. Um, now, I, I won't speak on your talents, though I know them and they're abundant. Uh, I'll, I'll speak on mine, though. Um, I always say that, like, uh, well, people, well, I'm a, I'm a musician, so I never had a hard time playing an instrument. I can, I can, I can, I, I play a lot of them, um, a lot of them. And on Sundays, I get uh, the honor and the privilege of being on the platform playing in the band. Um, professionally speaking, I cut the videos here at Life Church. That's what I do. I, I make the promos, I make the, the visual stuff. Um, it was uh, video and, and audio engineering and producing was, has always been super easy for me. Uh, it all makes sense. Uh, when, when athletes say the game slows down for them, the game has been slowed down for me a lot in, in regards to music and production. Um, when, I'm on the, when I'm on the platform on a Sunday morning leading church, it, nothing feels rushed. Nothing feels, I, uh, my heart rate doesn't go up. It actually slows down. Um, but to say, uh, th well, those are definitely my, my talents, my God given talents. Um, uh, I'm virtually useless in every other aspect of life. <laughs> I can't build anything to save my life. Um, uh, I have brain capacity to do other things. I, I actually out of high school, I, I went I, to, I, I got a medic degree. Um, and then I, I thought, well, maybe I, maybe I do medicine. Uh, I, I went to school for nursing for a little bit. Um, was a CNA. Uh, I learned throughout all of those things that no, because you can because you have the brain capacity or because you can do something doesn't always mean that you should do something. Uh, I, 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 every time I, when I was in college, I, I walked by the video labs and the audio labs and I would like literally stop in the hall and look through the windows and see what they're doing. Um, and I didn't have that yearning and passion in, in the medical field. Uh, so those are my talents. They, uh, people say, well, that's, those are really cool talents. Yeah. But like, I mean, when my lawnmower breaks, I would really like to be able to fix that. <laughs> those are really cool talents. Yeah. But like, I can't build you a birdhouse with popsicle sticks to save my life. So, uh, my friends who, all, who, who, to like Nick, uh, who has, incredibly like building talents. Um, I, I, I think I would trade <laughs> just for the ease of life. Um, but what, what do you, what do you tell us that Nick? Um, well, you said a lot of it. I mean, I've, I'm a problem solver. I, I work with my hands. Um, whether it be, you know, fixing X, Y, or Z. I mean, hence why I'm on the facility side of the church, the, the shadows, if you will. Everything's working great. I'm doing my job. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know Nick's name, he's doing his job well. Exactly. Um, you know, I if I don't know how to fix something, I'm not one to go call Joel the plumber. I I, I have this passion to learn how to do things and do them myself and try to perfect that art, if you will. And I'm the complete opposite. Uh, I. As an adult, I've been, I try I try to like not swear much. Like that's been like an actual active goal of mine for probably the past seven years to re reduce the amount of swearing. Um, but if I were to swear, it is definitely when something isn't working. Uh, I I just I do not have the patience or 
the appetite <laughs> to fix or learn how to, to do those things. Um, we are two uniquely different people in the, in that regard. Uh, Absolutely. I uh, could, I can't even play one chord on a, a guitar. I watch my son doing his piano and I'm just, he's eight and I'm just like look, looking at him like, bro, I can't do <laughs> like the first chorus or first line, whatever, whatever musicians call it. That's how talented I am in the music industry. <laughs> I go, I go in the back, the tool area at church and I, I know a flathead and a Phillips <laughs> screwdriver and a wire cutter. There um, there's zip ties back there. I know those. And these are all things because I use them in the musical yeah, trade. Exactly. When you start doing the other things that have really, I, over my head. Um, so as we say that as our talents um, and be it that we're both uniquely different in the talent regard, uh, but we get along really, really well um, because we share what I would believe to be the, a very similar calling. Now, I would agree. A talent is something that God gave you uh, probably to, to make monetary gain from, to mm -hmm. improve society, to be your part of society. Uh, we, all of us have different talents, um, but some, somehow we, in this macabre of people that we call society, everyone seems to, it all seems to make sense, right? Now, but what, what I'm talented at isn't necessarily what I'm called for. Now I have, I have a unique ability to, I'm very talented at, at playing instruments. That's, you know, it, it wouldn't be far for me to say that it, and, and I've been called to play instruments at a church before that I, I, I wasn't using my talents in a church. I was, I was in the music industry. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but your calling and your talents aren't, they can be the same, but they, they, they aren't graded the same. You, when you are called to something, uh, God, God wants you to do something in his kingdom. Um, when I make a video for, for church and prior to working for church, I, 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 I worked in other production studios. Um, today, when I make videos, I, I think, how can I move the kingdom forward with them? Um, when I, when I play songs today, how can I move the kingdom forward? Uh, but there are, are a lot of people that go to a day-to-day -day job that, that might not be your calling, but it's definitely your talent. You're definitely super talented at it. So like, don't quit your job, you know, but is there something else in your life that you're called to, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm called to, to, to help to minister men. You know, I, that's something that's not on my resume that, uh, that I don't know if my education or qualifications would, would, would say you got the job, uh, but it's on the resume for God. Um, I, I, I did that interview with God and he said, yep, go to it. Uh, and it has nothing to do with the guitar. That has nothing to do with video. Discipling men has, has nothing to do with that. Um, sometimes I, I use my talents to, uh, to move the kingdom forward but my real calling is work to work with, with men to, to do that. Um, so that's a, a you know, a, a back and forth, Nick, Nick, you have talents, you work in the printing industry and on Sundays you make sure our church doesn't blow up. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Nick's another one of those that, and, and I think if you're not on, on staff at a church, um, you might be thinking like, well, 
well, I'm an accountant or, huh, I'm in marketing. But am I called to do that? Like, as a listener, I'd want you to listen and be like, I want you to be listening and be like, because I do this profession doesn't make me who I am, yep. right? But it can. It definitely can. Uh, first and foremost, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a child of God. I work for him. Yep. God's my boss. Uh, the, our, our lead pastors here, they, they definitely, you know, give me objectives. Uh, they oversee the work here. But, <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, God put me here yep. to do the work. God put you here, Nick, to do the work. If you're listening, you're like, well, I don't work for a church. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to. But that thing in your stomach that says, you know, like that's, that's maybe you're, you're feeling a little incomplete. Maybe that's that, that, the little push from the Holy Spirit saying, let's find out what, you know, let's, let's, let's you and I, like, like I know what your calling is, but let you and I, let's work on it so you can see what your calling is. And so you can move the ball down the field. You know, every, every Sunday we, we get a chance to get on the playing field for God. We got to move the ball down the field, right? And, and I mean, Nick works a lot. Nick, how, how, so in, in a, any given week, give me a number and we'll consider that number hours. On average, probably 60-ish. 60-ish. Because I know there are times where you say about 70 this week. Yeah, it, it fluctuates a little That's bit. That's working. That's like I'm punching the clock, working. And, and how, how much of, in a 60-hour in a week, how much are you putting in at like, at like the church for maintenance stuff? Um, that one is really sporadic. Um, I've been trying to, I don't want to say cut back, but I could be here every day if I wanted to. Um, but to prevent burnout, I'm trying to keep it around like that five-ish hours a week, um, with the exceptions of, um, say events, you know, you're going to have to put in a little extra. Yeah. That's yeah. Like Marion Bright was just a couple of weeks ago yep, yep. and you were, you were killing it here. So like at knowing that Nick is a super busy person and this isn't really like a advertisement to like, if you're listening to be like, you should be working more. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Nick has a calling. He's, he's called to this church. He's called to, to serve this church and to serve its people. And, uh, we are, we're part of a life group on Thursday night. And Nick shows up when he can. Some weeks he's there like week, 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 every week. And then there'll be a couple couple weeks that he's like, I just couldn't. It was work. Yeah. And no one gives Nick crap for that. I mean, because we all know like Nick, <laughs> Nick's putting in the hours. But, you know, Nick said, I, well, I have this, I have, I have a little bit more to give. Or my family's going to be here on Sunday anyway. Why don't I, why don't I, why don't I do this? You know, and that's, that's the attitude that, uh, that's very attractive on Nick as a Jesus person. The, I could do a little bit more. And then, but he's not like his family life isn't terribly suffering from it. You know, he just, he, he figures out how to make it all work. And as a listener, uh, figure out your own talents. I mean, everyone knows their talents. I know some people humbly don't want to say their talents because they feel like, well, then that's, that's kind of like bragging or gloating. Yeah. But I mean, at some point, if you're not, God's like, Hey, you, I, I gave you this unique ability to do this. Um, if you're even not going to recognize it, then how are you glorifying me with it? You know, how are you, how are you saying, look what God did? You know, yeah, I can play a lot of instruments because God gave me that power. Uh, I, I can't build you anything to save my life. God gave Nick that power. 
I think they're awesome powers and probably make my life easier if I had those powers, but I don't, you know, but at the end of the day, it's not me that can do all these things. It's God that, that gave me the ability to do all these things. And with those things, I'm going to advance the kingdom the best I can today. And recognizing, realizing, and releasing your gifts, it does that. It opens you up to a whole new world. It changes your perspective. You know, there's a difference between a consumer mentality and a Christian mentality. A consumer mentality asks, how can the church serve me? But a Christian mentality asks, how can I serve the church? The first perspective, it's a business mentality. But the second perspective, that's a family mentality. One perspective is that of a giver, and the other perspective is that of a taker. And I wonder, do you have a consumer mentality? Or do you have a Christian mentality? And that, uh, that's the last soundbite for the day. Um, do you have a consumer? Or, or do, you have a, do you have a giving as I mentioned before, I would say I transitioned to that giving mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, don't beat yourself up if you're not in that giving stage yet. I mean, our, it's called a Jesus journey for a reason. It's right. a journey. It's not a sprint. Like, this isn't a, oh, I'm going to do it this week, but not next week. Right. Like, this is a lifestyle. Um, so, definitely giving. Um, and... I mean, we're all just humble servants of our Lord. I don't think we can give enough, but we have to do our darndest to try. Yeah, and and, and you said something really cool. Like, it, it's a journey. Like, Nick, to me, is the definition of a marathon runner. <laughs> I, I don't look the part, but... <laughs> like, Nick is in this marathon. Like, if you put in 60 hours of work and then come on a Sunday with a smile, and you're like, no, let's get some stuff done, man. Praise the Lord. Like, that's a marathon runner. A sprinter would 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 be like, <laughs> I can't. oh, I need to take some time. I need to... But he's a marathon runner. Um, if you're a giver... Uh, not if you're a giver, like this, this analogy, if, if you consider, if you, if you think about taking water from a stream to water a village, like that's how water used to be delivered to a village. You, you would, uh, go get buckets, carry the buckets back. Now, if it never rained, eventually that river would dry up in life. If you take from the spiritual river over and over and over, and you don't pour anything back into it, that river will dry up. I ask myself a lot, like, what am I doing to pack into the stream of life? What am I doing to pack into the stream of life? If I'm taking more water out than I'm putting back in, uh, it will dry up. If you're not there today, you're not there today. But I would, I would press on to you to not necessarily say get there quick, but say, why aren't you there today? I, I think unpacking the idea of why I'm not there today is probably more critical and vital to your Jesus journey than say, all right, next Sunday, you're going to serve. You're just going to learn how to do it. That's not going to work either. 
Why are you not in a giving mood? Why are you taking? Are you in that season of life? Now, now with Nick's story, he had his back up against the wall, right? He was getting beat up. And so one could say, well, that's, that's a turning point. You notice, you recognized it, you corrected, and you move forward. As a listener, if you haven't gone through a tragedy like that, you don't have to, to, to shift your focus and shift your perspective. You know, I, I was told once that smart people learn from their, learn from their mistakes, but really smart people learn from other people's mistakes. You know, smart people learn from their situations, but really smart people can hear Nick's situation and be like, oh, I probably shouldn't wait for God to, to do that. I should probably just get into it, right? Yeah. And that's easier said than done, though. I mean, when it's good, it's good, right? But a lot of people don't know how to embrace a suck. If there wasn't anything bad happening, how would you appreciate those good times? Nah. <laughs> nah. I love it, man. That's that that's a line that can close a show with, you know, embrace the suck. <laughs> Embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. Uh, well, thank you for uh, thanks for joining us, bro. And uh, thank you guys for uh, listening today uh, to this episode of Chew on That. Hey, if you enjoyed the episode and think someone you know may benefit from the topics we discussed, uh, share the link to this podcast uh, to social media. Um, that just like getting the word out from Chew on That gets the word out for our church and gets the word out for God's God's message. You know, our church is a is a is a conduit for for God's word. And if you know people in your life that could super benefit from God's word, like if you know a single person that could benefit from God's word, which is pretty much like everyone, um, let them know, let them know about our church. Let them know about this podcast. Um, just plant that seed, right? Uh, we'd, we'd honestly like it if you could rate and review the podcast too, because that just gets a little more tread and traction to our podcast and it just exposes uh, more people to the life-giving message of Jesus. Hey, my name is Keith, and uh, hey, thank you, Nick, so Welcome. much. And and I, we can't wait again uh, till next week to for you guys to hear us uh, the next episode.